The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. I love your name. It's, it makes you like remember it right away when you hear it. Lathan Warlick. Wait, God, say that six times fast. Lathan Warlick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm blessed to be here. It's, it's amazing. I love I was doing these telling podcasts. You, right when we started, like just for a second ago, I wanted to make sure I mentioned this too. Like, I feel very blessed and a little nervous to interview you because you are so connected to God. Like, you are so in line with him and I feel like you're just in a streamline with him and like when you rap and when you put out your music and all of your songs and your collaborations and the music that you're doing and how you're expressing yourself to the world it is powerful thank you thank you so much um yeah I gotta I gotta keep God in the midst of everything that I'm doing you know um but even as a human being on earth you know nobody's perfect I'm gonna say that but um I know God ain't looking for perfection you know, he's looking for progress. Uh, so it, it's it's just like I got to stay in tune with him. And, and he allowed me to do that, especially through music. You know, so that's what's, that's that's where I get all my ideas from. So it's amazing even being in this position, being in this space. So when you're collaborating with artists, like you are, you're putting out your EP and, with, and you have Tyler Hubbard from Florida George Line on there. You have Matt Stell, yeah. you have Lauren Elena, you have Ray Lynn. Oh, my God. That song you did with Ray Lynn in that video is fire. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you have Dustin Lynch. You have, the list goes on and on. You did collaborations with a uh, song with Granger Smith, and y'all's video was so awesome. When you yeah. are adding your rap spots to the song, 
Does that flow from you? Do you think about it ahead of time? Like, so let me tell everyone who isn't quite familiar with you yet, which everyone will be soon enough because you are about to freaking take over with your messages and your music. But you take songs, you kind of got your start on TikTok and really probably TikTok and then obviously Instagram flowed over from that. But you would take hit songs and then you would add your own rap to them. And it's amazing. How do you you come up with that? How did you come up with that idea and how do you come up with those spots? Um, Well, first I came up with the idea because I used to be a dancer first. You know what I'm saying? So, And I grew up in a rough part of town with the Jackson, Tennessee. It was the east side of Jackson, Tennessee. And um, I, I, I don't know. I like I use dancing in the beginning stages as like a coping mechanism to kind of get me away from like the drugs and the gang and the violence that was going on. Um, and I mean, it's, it was still like we still had fun where we was at. But at the same time, like uh, your environment would capture you, you know. So I was doing stuff to get away from that, you know. Um, so I started dancing, dude. And then after I started dancing and a tragic event took place in my life, you know, that's when I gave fully surrender my life to Christ, to God. You know what I'm saying? And, after that, it was just like, um, okay, I asked God, I said, okay, listen, I want to do this thing for you. I want to do this to help bring like awareness to what's going on. And I want to help bring um, um, people into knowing who you are. You know what I'm saying? So he gave me the vision off the top of God, love, and unity. So when he God, gave me the vision of God, unity. yes, that was my vision, God, love, and unity. So when he gave me that vision, um, he started putting me in places to where it was like, hey, Lathan, you know, you gonna have to get outside of your comfort zone. I know you love hip hop, but if you're going to allow me to work, you got to get outside of your comfort zone. And this came from like fasting and praying and talking to him a lot, you know what I'm saying? Trying to get this connection with him. And um, so I, what I started doing was, dude, I started, I started making these TikTok videos. It came to me in a dream. And I started really? making these TikTok. Yeah. And I started wow. making these TikTok videos. So what I would do is I would take these songs. I said, okay, God, man, just use me. However you want to use me, just use me. So I would take these TikTok. Well, I would take these uh, like top Billboard songs and I would take the uh, like the verse off of them. I'll take the chorus off of them. Then I'll go on uh, YouTube and I'll find the instrumental. And I would put those two together on GarageBand on my MacBook. So then I would just have, you know, just the chorus and then I would have the instrumental. So that way I'd be able to flow off the instrumental. And it was crazy because it wasn't like to hip hop stuff. It was like to, you know, Louis Capaldi. It was to Selena Gomez, to like uh, Gringa Smith song and stuff. So it was like, this is definitely out of my out of my, my 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 comfort zone, but I love it. You know what I'm saying? And that's how Granger Smith found me. I started how doing this one you, thing, man. How did you get drawn to the certain songs and artists? Like, how did you pick a Granger Smith song? How did you, you know, you know, how did you pick songs outside of the genre that, you, like hip hop, that you normally would have gone with? Like, like you said. Well, because I knew he was getting me out of my comfort zone. I knew the guy was showing me, hey, look, you want to do this to get out of your comfort zone. Then it came to me in a dream that, like, okay, the top ten songs. Let's pick out one of the one of the top ten songs. And in the top 10 song, dude, there it was, like a Louis Capaldi song. And that's when I was like, dang, like, I've never did like a slow type grind. It's always been like a hip hop by the head type deal. You know, so that's what got me out of that into, into jumping into it like this, you know. And then I did a song like about Kobe Bryant's death. And that's oh. when yeah. Granger Smith had reached out to me and was like, man, the stuff that you said about Kobe, like, oh my gosh, I loved it. And then I found out his story. Man, yeah. the, the Kobe Bryant song, that that was uh-huh. so powerful because oh, wow. that hit all of us so hard when he died. But you taking yeah, death and yeah. putting a different spin on death and what life actually means and how we're ascending to a different, a higher place that's better than this place. Like, how do you, where do these lyrics come from? Like, when you receive these, these different <laughs> lyrics for these songs, like, how do you 
do that? Like, does it just flow all at once or do you like think it out? Like, how does that happen? I do. It, it, everything comes with prayer. Like before I even, before I even get on anything to speak, say, or anything, I ask God to just be my tongue to speak, you know, give me the, give me the thoughts in my brain to lay this thing down. Cause a lot of things was I'm going into the studio and I would go into the studio when I'm laying these tracks down and it's just like, okay, I turn my light off and I, I close my eyes and I put my headphones on and I just get in the zone. And when I get in the zone and I'm just starting to rap and starting to flow and starting to freestyle off of some of these, off of the beats, it's like, oh man, it's just coming to me. And it's just like testimonial type stuff and stuff that people been through. So that's how it was when I started doing stuff like that with the Kobe Bryant one. It was more so like, it was deep. Like I, it took me a while to lay that down. Like, that's what people don't know that like, that was like the, oh man, that was like the freaking eighth take. Cause it was just like, it hit me so deep that I'd be like, oh man, I can't do that. Like then I'm I'm waiting and crying, like, oh yeah, I gotta I gotta I gotta get myself together with this one. You know, so it was like then I said something different on the second time, then said something different on the third time. You know, so it's like uh that's how I come up with this stuff. Wow. Gosh, <laughs> that's powerful. I mean, it's so yeah. powerful what you're saying. Like, and man, so that's how you got in touch with Granger Smith. He heard your song, yeah, and then he asked yeah. you to come on and do that's why I love dirt roads. With him. Yeah, he was like, man, listen, Lathan, um, I know you through my wife. And I didn't find this out until I went to his farm out in Texas. And he was like, Lathan, do you know, like, my wife actually connected me and you together? Because his wife sang the songs and it touched her heart because, you know, they had lost a son, know. you know, and I didn't know that. And see, I had a son around that, you know, I had around that time I had a son around the same age. So it was like, I felt like I lost me a son. So and that's what when he sent me this song, he was like, man, Lathan, I know this is a shot in the dark. It was like, but bro, I think you would do amazing on this song. If you don't mind, man, can you just lay some lyrics on this song? And when he sent it to me, I was like, absolutely, dude. Like, how can I say no to you? How can I say no to this? Let's do it. And it was like in 30 minutes, I, I went to my studio in Memphis and I shot it over to them and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. And that's how that song came about. And you really tap on like heaven and death and all that in that song yeah. too, which is extra sentimental for Granger in particular, losing river. And is that, that's yeah. your son and his, uh, his middle, his oldest son in the video, isn't it running? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was, it was. And it was just about, man, God just confirming everything that he was telling me and showing me, like we're just connecting people together with unity. Like um, I'm hanging out and doing life with people that don't look like you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I, that's what, that's why I love this country space. Cause it's allowing us to all come together and just be one. And, and just like connecting people through music. That's what I'm loving about this whole thing. Don't you feel like there's a shift happening right now? Oh yeah, it's definitely a shift. I tell you that all the time, like, well, yeah, I'm just, I mean, it, whether we like it or not, it's, it's a whole shift in this whole atmosphere. So, and I'm blessed to be a part of it, you know? And so now it's like, it's not only me, but I see other people too, that's like being a part of this whole shift. Even though it's a part of this, we being a part of this whole shift and what's going on in the atmosphere, it's like the enemy, He's trying to throw like all the things he can throw. So you're going to see a lot about CNN and about stuff happening. Now, granted, stuff do happen about with the cops killing and all this stuff. But at the same time, it's like that stuff going to be highlighted more, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because, of, because of the shift that's going on in the atmosphere. You got to think, we was quarantined. So it was quarantined, so we had time to sit with family. We had time to connect with God. We had time to get spiritually deep. And that was like, since we, we're coming out of quarantine, it's like, oh, stuff happening back to back to back to back. So it's not a coincidence. So now it's making me go harder. It's making me be like, okay, well, let's do this then. I'm always, whenever it's sunny and it's, it's, it's the thunderstorm is just raining hard over here, I want to be the sunshine. I want to be something that can pull something good out of something bad. Definitely. 
So tell me how you linked up with Tyler Hubbard and how he became like a huge integral part of your EP. He's executive producer. Y'all have a song My Way together on it, which is awesome. Oh, yeah. I mean, you oh, just yeah. have collabs after collabs after collabs <laughs> that are insane. How did you yeah. and Tyler link up? That was a blessing. Like, it was like, it was just really like a snowball effect. Because I did the song with Matt Stale. I did Over Yonder. Which is and we, so good. And we shot the song. Dude, I'm, I'm, I love that song. I love that song. And we did that song with, uh, I did that song with Matt Stale. And then my guys over at 720, Blake and Jared over there, dude. Some amazing guys, my producers. And uh, they knew Ray Lynn. Well, Ray Lynn heard the song that I did with Matt Stale. And she hits me up and goes, dude. I don't know what we can do, but can we please get in the studio together? <laughs> you know, Raylene is just, oh my God, Raylene is so amazing. I love Raylene. I do too. But so, I know, it's crazy. So, we got in the, um, so, she hit me up on Instagram, and we got in the studio. Right, like, three or four days after that, we got in the studio, straight up. And we created this song with her and some more writers with just a chorus about the roots. You know, it's about empowering strong women. Well, after she did that, you know, she signed up on a Tyler's label. Yeah. So after she did that, she shot it to Tyler. And Tyler was just like, okay, Ray, you got to connect me with this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd love to get in the studio with this guy. And then it went from that to him sending something to Lauren Elena. And Lauren was like, connect us. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, it was like a divine connection. Like, I can tell, like, God was moving in between all of that. So it was like he was opening up doors, like, literally, that nobody could shut. So it was amazing. So I want to, like, get in your mind and get on your level. <clears throat> I've always believed in God. I've always yeah. felt like I had a connection with God, but I yeah. sometimes struggle with, I don't know how to hear God. And like, I don't necessarily, like I trust my instincts and my intuition. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I really try to like, just move where it flows in my life. But how mm -hmm. I feel like you are like freaking just <laughs> like, just a bolt of lightning that is just shooting oh, God into the atmosphere of this existence that we're in right now. How do you get in that zone? Cause I want to get where you are. Like, I feel like my faith oh, is like strong, but I need to like, I need to go up another level. Like, how do you do that? What are your practices? And I know you had a very close encounter with death, like a gun in your face. And like, was that the yeah. moment that changed everything for you? Like, how did you get to this spot where you are just a direct line with God and it's like coming at you like lightning? Well, it's because it's like, um, and it did happen. And we definitely get into that here in, here in a minute. But um, it's more so of like being able to cut out the distractions around you. Because whatever you feed yourself more of, that's what you uh, basically become, you know? So even, even though the world is going this way, if I feed myself spiritually, with some spiritual things, then that's what I'm, I'm that's what I'm, I'm gonna draw myself to. You know what I'm saying? So, and when you draw yourself spiritually to, to more things that's spiritual, I'm talking about going to church, um, um, not even saying reading the Bible all the way through, but just finding you one paragraph in the Bible and just meditating on that. Even if you have to say that thing over, 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 over in your head, you know, it's like um, staying connected like that. So it's like, if I'm partying and I'm drinking and I'm smoking and I'm hanging out with everybody to do that, of course, that's what I'm going to be attracted to. But if I pull out that circle and go to a circle of people that's um, doing right, that want to do right, people that want to be married, people that want to um, know Jesus, people that want to know God, people to go to church, people to feed themselves spiritually, then that's what I will become. So I, want, I, had, I had to choose. Like, I'm like, well, I'd rather be over here to see what's, what's going on. And it's the distractions. Like, man, your voice, like, like God speak to you and God send people. 
to talk to you. So a lot of us miss that through people because the distractions are too loud, if that makes sense. Like the distractions over here are so loud that we, 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 we tend to look this way at these distractions. But if we kind of pull ourselves away from the worldly things, which is the distractions, and we kind of focus over here, it's like you can hear stuff playing and clearness like, oh, dang, like, oh, I, I feel that. I feel that. Like, dang, I was, just, I was just thinking about that yesterday. And it's crazy that you said that because it's like I don't even talk to pastors. Like, and I don't, I don't even talk to, like, a lot of people when they come to this. But it's like I would say something to somebody and they was, they was like, they'd be like, dang, I just read that yesterday. And I, I, I tell them, I'd be like, what? Dude, I ain't even read the Bible. I ain't even read that part in the Bible yet. But it's just the divine connection that's connecting it. So it's like just getting rid of the distractions. Well, and I love that you are all about speaking to God and pointing everyone to God, but not making it this overly like churchy experience. It's like God is throughout everything you're doing, but it's just kind yeah. of the essence of it. It's not like, it's not like, a, I don't feel like I'm at a Bible study or anything, you know? I feel yeah, like yeah, receiving a message, but it's just you being you talking about what's important to you. It's not like fire and brimstone and, you know, all the things that you were scared of when we go to church. It's like this loving, just perspective about God. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I just love meeting people where they are. Like, I, it's been watered down so much over the years that you have to be this perfect person in order to even talk to God. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, yes. like, look, look where I was, dude. I was in the back of an alley. I had been drinking and smoking earlier. So that means I'm tipsy and the dude's going to kill me. And I said, God, if you really help me out of the situation. And he showed up right there. And I was drunk. Like, I was not drunk, but I, was, I had been drinking. So, but he showed up right there in my sin. But people today in 2021 make it look like you can't talk to God because you always sinning or you always. No, he loved that. He loved that, dude. So that's what make me uh, approach people like that. I love people where they at. Wherever we go, if you smoking and drinking, do you. Do your thing. I'm going to show you love. That way, time will come to where it's like uh, uh, we'll be able to have a conversation like, like this, like we're having about Jesus and God because I'm loving that person first. Love come before anything in the Bible. So I'm loving this person. I'm loving on this person first. You know what I'm saying? Besides beating them up and telling them, hey, look, bro, you need to put that down. You don't need to be drinking that. You don't need to be doing this. Because who am I to say that? I can't save nobody. I can just point you to the man that can save you. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at life. And I love to, you said on one video, like you had wrote this song and you felt like it really wasn't pointing that many people to God. But then you had a vision where like if one person is pointed to God over like the sheep, like 99. I mean, also, you know, all these facts, like you're spouting out like scripture verses and facts and like all these verses, like <laughs> you just know stuff. Like you're just like, literally like, just like, I have my Bible open cause I was interviewing you and I was like, I'm going to just flip to um, a verse before I talk to Latham because <laughs> I want to feel inspired because he makes me want to connect. Like, like you make me want to connect, but like, you just know all this scripture, you know, all these verses, you know, all I don't, that's the crazy <laughs> thing about it. Like, I don't even know like a, a whole bunch of scripture. I don't. It's just, um, I meditate on some things. And when I meditate on one or two scriptures, like, cause you gotta think the, the devil knew the Bible from front to back, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't, I don't, I grab a couple of verses and then I meditate on those. Like I, I sit on them for a couple of days, you know? So that's what allowed me to be fed so much because I don't, I'm, I'm the type of person that was like, I can't sit there and read all day. Me that's either. boring. It's so, so, that's, boring. so <laughs> it is, I gotta be real. Like it's boring and I can't like, too much information is, 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 can be a whole lot sometimes in my mind. Mm -hmm. So I need a little bit at a time. And I got a lifetime to do it. Like, come on, dude. I got like, you know, so long to do it. So 
That's why I didn't see myself being like a a, a preacher. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people are like, man, you're a preacher. You got to be a preacher. You gotta... No, I'll, I'll be a part of the body, but I, I can't be, you know, a preacher. Not right now. I don't feel like that's what God called me to do. I can't do that because it's just like we, we all point somebody. We all point people to Jesus, point people to God, somebody that can save you. You know. So I look at it like I'm just the arm of the body. You know, the preacher might be the leg of the body, and then somebody else might be the other arm of the body. You know, but we all that body. Yeah. Loving people where they at. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tell me what you feel called to do. I feel called to um, just going back to my vision of God, love, and unity. I feel called uh, to bring the United States of America together through love and through God. You know what I'm saying? Like, however that look or however that sound. That's why me and Tyler and Ray Lynn even wrote uh, the chorus on my way. So it's like, when we wrote this song on my way, 
I was telling them like, let's not take them to a to a to a church environment. Let's not take them there. Let's take the people to just having fun, living life. And if you had it your way, how would this be? You know what I'm saying? Like if you could just come outside of your body one day and just let let 24 hours be yours, how would that day look? And it was straight out of quarantine, so it was able, it was able to write something so quick and so nice. Like, man, if I was, dude, I'd be riding down the highway flying. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had a windows down. Like, every day would be like a Friday because, you know, when Friday come, you feel more relaxed. You feel yeah. better. You know? So it's like, man, that's why I want to create something like that to just, just get people out of just the, the element of um, thinking that everything have to be about, like, I, I'm not going to pound Jesus in your head. No, I should be able to be me and you still see Christ through me. Without me saying, hey, you need to go to Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. So when you are connecting with God, what do you do to get there? And what does it feel like? I always like really love talking to super spiritual people. Like, How do you hear God? How do you feel God? And how do you know when to move and take action that is divinely inspired? Like, What are your practices to get there? For maybe someone... Someone like me, for instance, who feels like they do have a relationship with God that's strong, but like I don't feel like I can feel you are like on fire and electric and it's like just oozing yeah. out of you. And like I, for someone who wants to get to where you are, like what are your practices to do that that gets you in divine connection? Man, fasting and praying. Even in the Bible, it says like um, how you should fast as much as you pray. You know how, what I'm saying? What do you mean fasting? How, what does your fasting fast- look like? Like, it depends on, um, like, when you go to God and you ask God, okay, help me to fast. Depends on what you're fasting for. It depends on, it can be anything. Like, you can fast from your bed. It's something that you're usually doing, like, you, your body is so used to doing that um, it's going to be a little bit hard for you to give that up. You know what I'm saying? So, just like, dude, I, I, I fast every day. When I say fast every day, I'm not saying, like, I'm not going on, some days it's not no 30-day fast. It's not a 20-day fast. And when I say fast, I mean, like, um, if you're used to eating meat a day, you know, you can do the Daniel fast. If you're used to eating meat, you know, you can put the meat down and just eat like your vegetables, your fruit and all of this stuff. Or you could do something like, like one time I fast from my bed. You know what I'm saying? Like I was so used to sleeping in a comfortable spot every night that I felt like the Lord was telling me like, dude, get on the floor. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Like, like sleep wow. on something that makes you do something that makes you uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So you can hear from him because that's the reason why God works in uncomfortable situations because it's like you want to always be able to tell your flesh i can do this without you yeah you know what i'm saying like i can have a spiritual being and i can do this without you flesh you know because our flesh dude our flesh is crazy like even if we're doing something a hundred times our flesh should tell us to do it a hundred hundred you know do it do one more time you know what i'm saying but god is saying hey i'm over here i'm over here i'm over here you know so, like, that's what fasting is, man. It's just, like doing stuff that you, doing something different that, that, that gets you outside of your everyday routine. What you know what I'm saying? Like, to it, you when you do that, what happens to you when you're in the middle of a fast and when you complete a fast? What is the difference in your spirit? Dude, you can hear stuff more. You can still, you can hear stuff clear. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll be to the point to where it's like, like I talk to my guy, uh, Maurice, all the time. And it'd been to the point to where, where me and him were fast. That's another thing is connecting with other people. You are not meant to do this thing on your own. There's no way you can do it on your own. There's no way. I have to have somebody to hold me accountable. Whenever something going on in my life, I have to say, hey, look, bro, this right here going on in my life, man. If you don't mind, can you help me connect with God again spiritually so we can get this thing knocked out? 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I had my guy Maurice tell me, dude, he was he, he would do a lot of praying, a lot of fasting too. And he was driving down the road one day, and I had a similar incident this right here to me. He was driving down the road one day, and see, after you get done fasting, it's like your your mind and your heart is clear, it's open. So now you can hear, you can you can feel the, the presence of the Holy Spirit. You can feel their power. He was driving down the road one day, and God told him to stop. He said, hey, stop, stop, stop. And it was like loud, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so he didn't stop. Well, as soon as he didn't stop, he put over in the gas station to get gas because he, he, it's like he heard from the Lord, but he was just in this busy moment because he wanted to go, but he just, he just got off a fast. He put over in the gas station. As soon as he got out of the gas station, he pumped his, he pumped his gas and he stopped and he get, got in and crunked his car. Brand new car wouldn't start. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, man, dude, I just, man, how in the world? Like, I, what, what's going on here? Like, this is a good car. You know? And that's when he started hearing from the Lord, like, hey, turn around. That guy behind you, he don't know that I'm going to send him to heal you. Like, right now, I'm wow. going to send him. I'm going to send you to heal that guy right now. And it's on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. So he gets out of the car, and he said, man, he walks over to the guy. He said, man, I'm just being obedient to God. I don't care how this sound. I know it, it, hey, it's going to sound crazy to you. He said, but God sent me here, man, to actually hear you. He said, you got back problems. You got this stuff going on. He was like, Wait, he called yeah, he was kind of your friends? Yeah. Said- he knew what was going on with this guy? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because that's the divine connection. It's like, he gives you all of this stuff, man. And, and you got to understand. Let me go back to this. You got to understand. The same God back then is the same God that we have right now. But it's like we, we stepping outside of our spiritual our spiritual way of even trying to connect with God. Because there's so much stuff going on. Like, the earth is moving so fast. The the uh, times are passing us by. And it's just, we just starting to fall into the earthly realm of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But he was able to hear from the Lord. And Dude, he touched this guy's back. And the, the guy first had walked over to him, kind of limped over and kind of just moving and stuff. And all it was was this was just the act of God saying, would he be obedient? You know what I'm saying? And, dude, he touched this guy's back and said, man, in, in, in Jesus' name, you're healed. You know, I just feel like, you know, that it ain't no long, drawn-out <laughs> prayer. Dude, it's, exactly. It's, it's not no long, drawn-out thing. It's not like a you got to pray for an hour and lay on this person and sit on this person. This dude touched his back and said, in Jesus' name, you are healed. In Jesus' name, bro, you're healed. And he was like, uh, can you so sit up straight? He said, you, you, basically, like, you used to leaning over because that's what you used to do. But just sit up straight. And, you know, he said, kind of felt a little popping going on, you know, and he stood up and was like, oh, man, like, this is crazy. And the dude, it's on YouTube, and the dude just was like, oh, dude, I can, I can move. Like, I can box. I can't believe this. He was like, oh, like, cause that's his natural reaction. You got to think, like, you're talking to people that just, you know, that just we on the streets and stuff. So his natural reaction was like, he said, man, what the, you done done to me? Like, what the heck you done to me? What you done done to me, man? You know, and he goes and jumping and he boxing. He said, I used to box, man, and now I can box again. So stuff like that is just like, it goes to show you, like, we still serve the same guy, straight up. What does that feel like when you're in one of those moments where you, like, see it? it it's like you, you feel it in your heart. And then you actually see it play out through human beings. Like, what does that feel like? It just goes to, it, it, it keeps telling me, like, it goes to the whole thing of, like, um, like, God never changed. You know what I'm saying? Like, literally, like, when he gave his son Jesus, like, Jesus, he was showing us the way. You know what I mean? And even then, like, people still didn't believe him. When they, when they was, when people, when he was presenting miracles in front of folks, people still wasn't believing him. Oh, you turned their water into wine, but can you make this rock turn into a piece of cotton type deal? You know what I'm saying? It's like, it, it's never enough. It was never enough. So when I hear people with these stories and stuff like that, I just look up to God like, bro, you are amazing. <laughs> like God is humorous. Like, 
people gotta understand. <laughs> people think God is look. People think Jesus is this person is just like do right. You know what I'm saying? Like do, you know, do right by me and or else. Like right. deep voice type. No, dude. When you grow a relationship with Jesus, sometimes he he, he a humorous God too. Sometimes I would I was laying in bed one day and I just hear like a loud in my voice in my mind I'm like oh snaps like what's, what the world is that what what the world is that and it was just like God the Holy Spirit was just saying I was just saying if you would get up you know what I'm saying it's like man you woke me up for that let me lay back down type deal but see you can't these conversations can't be held with a lot of people that don't understand Jesus because what they just sounded to you sounded crazy right you know what I'm saying so it's like you gotta know you gotta know when to when to because they they call people like us or people like Jesus you know like and and then people didn't love God like oh, these are Pharisees or these people get they 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 practice on witchcraft and all this stuff because the world is not used to it. I'm not even expecting the world to accept me for loving Jesus. They didn't accept Jesus. Who am I? You know what I'm saying? Well, something that I really admire about you is a lot of artists are so calculated and they try to like put out the perfect image and the perfect brand and the perfect mm-hmm. whatever and like have everything bo- boxed up and like flowing together where they feel like it's going to be received well by the public. You are just putting yourself out there and yourself is your brand. Like you just, you put your thoughts out there, you send messages to people, you'll put your face on Instagram, you're spreading some love, like you put your, whatever lyrics that hit you and like the rap, the things that you do with songs, the raps that you do with songs, like you just put it out there and you don't sit around and overcalculate it and try to like please the Mm -hmm. world. You just do what feels right to you and that is your brand that is your brand but i feel like that's like such an amazing thing because so many artists aren't that way everything's trying to make sure that you will be received well by humanity you know and you're like yeah i am being received by god and humanity is just like the byproduct really exactly because yeah that's definitely right because it's like like i tell my team all the time like i'm gonna be me I mean, y'all can give me whatever you want to say, but at the same time, at the end of the day, I'm going to be late there. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just like, I don't know, man. Life is too short. Like, after the incident, dude, with the, with the whole gun stuff, I owe God, I owe Jesus my life. You know what I'm saying? So since I owe my life, it's like, man, I don't care about nothing. I don't see that worse. Like, I don't been in the worst scenarios. You know what I'm saying? I know people probably been in worse situations, but I've been at a, at a, at a, at a, at a bottom before to know what the bottom looked like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So now it's like when I get up here, it's like, oh, like, I don't care nothing about that because this person here put me out of this right here, you know? So that's why everybody that I come in contact with is just like a, it's a season, man. It's like a season to have these conversations. It's a season to have these songs, you know, and it's a season to have like this person in your life. You know what I'm saying? Just like this, like how me and you are right now. Like it's, it was this season for this. Like God prepped me to be able to come on Zoom with you today. Like these days were being prepped before I even seen them. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it, 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 same thing goes with human beings. And sometimes we try to hold people in our life that God's trying to tell us to let go. Why is he trying to tell right. us to let these folks go? Because he know later on in about a year or two, they're going to block me from a blessing that he was trying to bless me like two or three times more than when I was holding on to this person. How do you know when to let go of someone? Because that's hard. Oh, it's going to give you signs. It's going to be a lot of signs. Now, if you choose to avoid those signs, that's on you. But he's going to give you signs. There's going to be a lot of signs before it's just like, okay, it's time to let this person go. And so for some of us, it's like me, like I'm hard-headed with it. Like I said, I'm not a perfect person. It's been plenty of times where God was like, okay, it's time to let this person go. And I'm like, ah, let me just hold on to him just a little bit. 
Then it's like, oh no, it's time to let this person go. And I let them go. Then I grab the coattail, like, hey, <laughs> you know. And this guy, and, and guy, like, see, Lathan, you just did this over here, but I had this over here set up, but you couldn't reach this over here because you didn't let this person go. Because this person wasn't supposed to go with you, but you're trying to bring this person with you. But since my grace and mercy is with you, I'm going to let you see just a little bit of what I really got for you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's the little bitty stuff. So I'm, that's why I'm blessed to be able to do stuff like this. People be like, man, you should have been to off. I'm like, no, nah, no, I shouldn't. Because I was hard-headed then. I wasn't ready to take off there. You know what I, I'm saying? There, like you said, there's a season for everything. Like timing is everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Definitely, definitely. And that's the crazy thing about it because we don't, like God don't measure time like how we measure time. You know what I'm saying? That's what's so amazing about this whole thing. Dude. Like I could be, it, life is like a vapor. So he don't, he do not measure the time like we measure time. And that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> when you really think about it like that, it's like, man, God could be trying to do something for me. He can make me wait to 50 years from now. And then in 50 years from now, I come back and have these same feelings like this. Like, wow. So you do a lot of showcasing unity between police and pro, uh, peaceful protesters. Like you showcase a lot of love there. Whereas the news yeah. doesn't. And I feel like that's a mission of yours to make sure that people see that it's not all divided. Like your goal is to show unity. Tell me why that is so important to you to showcase these moments that are where everyone's coming together in these high intense situations, especially where we are in the world right now. Exactly. It's so important to me because I want people to know that um, love conquer everything. You know what I'm saying? And if I can be that light in the dark room, I'm going to be that light in that dark room. I mean, seriously, like everybody around me will tell you like, dude, why are you always out? Like, why are you always laughing? Like this person here, just something happened. Like, why are you so, because it's to me, it's like, I want to be that person, dude, that God, God put in my spirit to be that person that can shine that light in the darkest room. You know what I'm saying? Even after everything that's going on, because you got to think, you deal with enough negative people in your life. And you deal with enough negativity going on in the world and you deal with enough negative stuff from the news. Well, I want to be the side that's like, dude, it's always sunny over there. Why is it, why in the world is it always sunny over there? Why ain't no storm cloud hanging over your head right now? You know what I'm saying? Even when I go through the roughest of the roughest situations, like seriously, I laugh at it. Like laughing is like my coping thing. Like, oh man, that's crazy. Like I just lost freaking 5,000. This guy just took five grand from me. Oh man, that's crazy. Oh, well, let's keep it moving. Let's get going. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and everybody else is like, no, what? Dude, this dude just took this. Uh. But see, I can't fall in that category. Like, I can't, be, I can't be focused on what's going on around me so much so that I'm missing what God is trying to show me. Because if I start to focus on that, that's what my focus would be. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, right. That's, that's exactly what my focus would be. But I can't too much focus on that. Because I'm, 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 I'm trying to still build my relationship with Christ. And that's something that you don't ever need to stop doing. Even if you have a wife, even if you have a, a, a mother, you know what I'm saying? Even if you have stuff that's going on around you, everybody around you done died and fell over dead. You still got to focus up there. That, that got to be your main focus every time. So this is obviously a super tense time in the world. And like so many yeah. cracks in our system have been exposed, which has been really important and necessary. But there's been a lot of injustice and a lot of suffering. And for me, sometimes oh, yeah. I get wrapped up in like how unfair and how awful the things are in the world that I can like go down like a rabbit hole of kind of sadness and get stuck mm -hmm. in that. And I feel like that's probably not the most effective way to be in, in these situations for creating positive change. And so how do you yeah. 
How do you navigate all these tough situations? It's hard. I can't act like it's everything peaches and cream on my side. It's hard. It's real hard. Like seeing it, um, seeing the stuff that's going on in the world today and seeing like the numbers and stuff rise with the, with the whole police stuff. And let me say this though, like every cop ain't bad straight up, you know, and every cop ain't good, you know? Um, but they, they can't be my, my main focus. If you get what I'm saying, because that'll knock me off with a real focus. If I start to focus on that, that'll knock me off with the real focus here, you know, and everything that you go to is a sin issue. Go back to everything that's going on, dude. It's like, you know, um, somebody might be dealing with some deep-rooted racism. Somebody might be dealing with some um, um, some stuff like they didn't get love in their household. You know what I mean? Like, all this stuff has come from, like, traditional uh, curses that haven't been broke within the realm of they growing up. You know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as family and stuff, though. So when they dealing with stuff like this, it's like I see people for for people. You know what I mean? Like, not, not trying to justify nothing. But so I you see can this see person the pain for, of the person, like the brokenness of the person. Oh, yeah. This person is broke, dude. Every yeah. time something happening like that, this person is broke. This person is so broke on the inside that he's smiling on the outside to make it look like he's not. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like this person dealing with something else spiritual yes. on the inside of him. You know? Yes. And, and that's, what I, that's why I know that's love. Big. That's big of you to be yeah. able to see that. Definitely. So that's why. But it didn't take, it didn't come overnight. Like, and it, it didn't come with me hanging with people that were saying, you know what? Oh, forget that. That, you know, SOB need to die because he did this, this, and that. Let me tell you something about death. Jesus wept over the death of Lazarus, knowing that he was going to bring him back to life. Like, how deep is that? Because he see other people around him weeping. You know what I'm saying? So it's like he felt the love from somebody else weeping over somebody else. That's how much he valued life. You know what wow. I mean? So it's wow. like, that's, that's yeah. deep. It gets deeper. It gets way deeper than what people think. And it's, it's, it goes to the spiritual realm. Yeah. Dang, Latham. Like, I'm just processing. Like, <laughs> you're a modern day prophet. You know that, right? Oh, man. Don't say that. No. <laughs> no pressure. Hey, if, it's, if, if it's what God wants me to do, dude, I'm doing it. I'm rocking with it. Say up. Do you hear a voice from God? Like, does he speak to you, like, in an audible tone, or is it a feeling? It's a feeling. Um, and some of them come through the dreams. You know what I'm saying? It's like how it was with, with uh, a couple of guys in the Bible where you just spoke to them in dreams and they woke up, oh, snap, this is what it was. But I'm not saying that he can't do that because I know people that he did do that with. You know what I'm saying? Even with, um, um, I can tell you stories that, that, that blow your mind. It is, but it's like, like, even with my wife, like, one day I had a, uh, I don't know if you, you're familiar with staph, like a staph infection. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I had a staph infection one day That's and it was really on my serious. leg. That can really yeah, spread was, too. I didn't know nothing about that. I didn't know nothing about that. I was laying in bed one day, you know, um, she was my girlfriend at the time. And um, I was, I remember laying in bed one day and this thing started swelling overnight. And so now I feel it and it's like, oh man, I can't even move my leg. You know what I'm saying? I really can't even move my leg. And, and, I'm, and as I'm laying there in the bed with my leg, like literally propped up and I can't move it. I remember I had a dream when I laid back down, it said, um, the dream said, hey, you gotta get up. I need you to do something. And I thought it was just a dream. And I was like, ah, okay, you know. And then it said it louder in my dream. Like, I'm dreaming about something else and I can hear it louder. It's time for you to get up. It's time to do something. And I remember laying in the bed and I, it woke me up and I was like, what the world? And I was like, dang, that was crazy. And I kind of laid back, being hard-headed, not understanding God's voice. And I laid back. And my girlfriend at the time, she nudged me and she said, you got to get up. And she so sleep. There was She's again. like, yeah, there, but this time it's a voice. Like, wow. you got to, she just turned over and just nudged me. She's like, you got to get up. Like that, you know what I'm saying? 
And that's when I knew I jumped up because now I'm jumped up and I'm hopping on my leg like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know. And that's when the Holy Spirit just started menacing to me like, listen, like then, I need you to go downstairs. I need you to go get this oil, this virgin oil. Um, and I need you to pray over this oil. I need, to, I need you to put this over the door of your house. Like all of this stuff is processing through my mind. Had you ever and then it was thought like, of anything like this before? No, no, this never even seen this. You never like just read about me. anything like this? Seen nope, I've never, nope, it's just coming to me. Okay. And he was just like, um, wow. and I just remember him saying like, um, because death is, at, like death, death is at your door right now. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was basically saying like, death is at your door right now. So I need you to do this. So you gotta think, it's three o'clock in the morning. So I go get this oil and I'm just praying. I don't even know what to say. I'm just like, God, uh, help me with this oil. Help me to, you know, do what we gotta do, you know, with this oil, whatever you want me to do. And and I goes and I'm putting oil around my door. And uh, like the very next day, I'm like this Sunday, that's when a preacher told me about the whole, dude, like, that's what they would do in the Bible days. They would put like a marking on the door, you yeah. know, to let people know, like, I never knew none of that. I yeah, didn't know like none to of let that. the uh, only the good like God could enter and like the evil forces would exactly or whatever. Exactly, and they passed straight by their houses because they got this mark on the door. And see, my leg had swelled up so bad that night that it was it was um, I didn't even know that it was clogging off an artery in my leg, and I didn't even know that at the time. It was like literally clogging off an artery, and so the top part of my leg was swelling, you know. And I didn't even know that. I didn't even know that at the time. Did it? help heal your leg what happened after that yeah the thing about it was and then he gave me this thing about manuka manuka honey somebody told uh she's my girlfriend at the time somebody told my girlfriend about this manuka honey come from this manuka tree this 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 all natural honey and i put i took a dab over there in my hand and i kind of put it over on my leg you know even after that like like that same day we woke up and went and got this honey at an all natural store and i put it on my leg and it just straight drained it's just like all the stuff just started oozing out of my leg started draining yeah. out of my leg yeah. So you didn't even have to go to the hospital or anything. No, nope, didn't have to go to the hospital. It was just like a, it was like a, it was like a big pimple that was just stuff just oozing out of my leg, Dang. and that was from the infection, dude. That was like from the infection that was coming out of my leg. But can you imagine if I would have just laid down and just been like, you know what? Now nah, I'm good. I'm finna do this. I'm, I'm here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not getting up. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I wouldn't even be here today. I wouldn't even be here today. So what is it? That's a, that's incredible. What is it like being married and being the way that you are? Like, how do you keep your marriage intact with God? Because that's a really amazing thing to be married. And like, I feel like you in some of your videos, you talk about how you guys both committed to God and it changed everything. And like, how yeah. what is what is your secret for marriage? Dude, it is like you gotta you gotta you marry to date each other. You don't date each other to marry. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. So I date her all the time, dude. Like I, 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 I do like little stuff. Sometimes I like overly gift her with stuff. You know, sometimes I feel like I go overboard, overboard. But it's still like um, and and, and having that connection. Like like I told her, I forgive you on a lot of stuff, whole lot of stuff. Even if you stepped out, you know, I will forgive you. I, I have the heart to forgive that. But as soon as you let go of God's hand, that's just something we can't work through. Because it, it, you got to think, it's like a, it's like an Oreo mentality, you know. You got the two uh, cookies on the outside, and the cream filling is in the middle. And God is the center; and He's the cream filling. When you pull one off from that, or if you take one thing out of that, it, the cookie will never taste the same. So it's like I, I, that's why I like to keep it like that. But as soon as you she take her hand off of God, it's like you know what? I can't do it. It ain't even my battle to fight no more. You know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. well, I, it's time to now. It's time to go. Do you guys you know pray saying? together? How do you have God in your relationship? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. 
Uh, we pray together. Uh, we fast together. Um, we 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 connect with people that, that love other other couples that love God. Not 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 too much of single people. You know what I'm saying? Now we talk to single people, but as far as like we hanging out and we we doing life with this person, now you got to build your village up. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Of, of of the people that you have in your village. So yeah. it's like I'm bouncing marriage ideas off of somebody else's marriage, and they bouncing ideas off of me. You know, because they done went through it nine times out of ten. They done went through what I'm going through, or I don't went through something that they going through. But it, it takes it takes all of it. It takes a village to raise this thing. How has being a dad changed you? Oh my gosh, it, it changed me a lot. Like first off, we didn't think we could have kids, so we was just like, let's have fun, let's let's do what we want to do, whatever. Because you know, even after a year, like she still haven't had a kid, so it's like, oh yeah, we good, like we we straight. But um. It doesn't change me so much. Like when you first see a kid born, do you have kids? I have a daughter who's a year and a half. The feeling is, you can't explain the feeling. You can't. Like that's why it'll be hard to explain to you if you haven't had a kid. But it's just like knowing that you was able to bring life into the world. And now this thing is crying. And now you got to take care of it. I remember the first time my son bled and I was like, oh my God, that thing is bleeding. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I was like. It's some fluid coming out of it. You know, this was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm really put here to protect and to help and to mold this being right here into who it's supposed to be. You know, I'm supposed to raise this child up in the way that he's supposed to go. You know, that's what that's what killed me with a lot of people, like thinking that you're supposed to let a kid be them. You know what I'm saying? Like I go into a whole different conversation about this, but letting them do them, letting them do that. If that's the case, okay, cool. Put the kid up to the table, put a spoon right there at the table, put some put some cereal right there and tell them to eat. No, you have to teach this kid how to eat. You got to teach this kid to pick this thing up, put it in his mouth. Because it, it just, we're supposed to teach these kids this stuff, man. Do you, you think know? that that's God giving us a chance to feel the love of God as a human? Because I feel like to have to be a parent, a parent's love of a child is probably as close to God as you can get. You know, as close to God-like love. Do you think that's God giving us a small glimpse of what it's like of his, for his love for us? Absolutely. Absolutely, like a very pinch, not even, a, I, I, dude, I'm talking about like a hair off a head type love, because you got to understand his love, the type of love he, it was just, it was, some of the stuff I would have been like, oh yeah, I probably gave up on that, you know, the stuff that Jesus was doing, you know, but yeah, I do, because you got to think like a kid is the most perfect thing when it comes to, into this world, as soon as a kid comes, this kid is perfect, you know, well, no, we come in the world in sin, but it's like, Looking at whatever is perfect right now, that's what this right here is. Perfect perfection look like this right here as a baby when it first come out. Because it's just like home. It's, just, it's, it's like it don't know. You know what I'm saying? Even though a kid come into this world with sin, to us looking at it like this, like yeah. it's a perfect thing. Yeah. But kids are also like they're simple though. Because a kid, when, they, when a kid want a bottle, he don't tell you, hey, let me get a bottle. He don't be like, hey, let me get a pacifier. If you don't, hey, excuse me, can I have a pacifier, please? He's screaming. No, they're like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like they demanding it, like, give it to me now, give it to me. And that's part of, like, the simple nature, nature of a kid. But for the most part, you can see, like, just the godliness in a little bitty baby. That's what's so amazing to me about it. It's so pure. And it's so, yeah. it's so, un, um, it hasn't been affected by the world yet, you know? It's, yeah. like, just yeah. so yeah, pure. I know. Yeah. Well, I won't take all of your time because I know you have a lot of things to do today. But I always wrap up <laughs> with obvious. one question, which is, leave your light. What do you want people to know? Um, I want people to know that um, about me or just like in general? Whatever you feel. It's kind of just very vague. Okay. I want people to know that um, you don't have to be perfect to understand Jesus. Like Jesus is looking for you. Like Jesus is looking for 
for, for anybody. Like, he don't care if you've been in jail. He don't care if you've been whatever. You think you've done the worst of the worst. But every last that he's been hit by, that, that, that was, that's what it was for. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I love telling people this, like, dude, he wants you beat up, bruised, and broken so he can remold you. Because what's a testimony without a test? Like, you got a huge testimony inside of you right now just because you went through something in life or you lost a child or you lost a, a loved one or something happened to you in your life. You know, you was on drugs or you still on drugs. Like, God want that. That's what he want. Because there's more people in heaven rejoicing over that than a thousand people that's already saved. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So it's cheerful stuff in the spiritual realm. Like, yes, we got him. Oh, my gosh. This guy, did you see, see this guy? That's what's going on in the spiritual realm. Now, you might not get all the oohs and ahs and the claps and cheers and stuff here on earth, but in the spiritual realm, it's, it's a different connection, whole different connection. I don't know if this For is sure. too much to ask from you, but would you pray over everyone listening to this right now? Is that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. I'd definitely. love to end okay, with prayer. Pray. Yes. Father God, I'm coming to you um, as humble as I can, Lord. First off, thank you for everybody that's on this thing that's listening, Lord. I pray that you touch some hearts, you touch some minds, and you touch some souls, Lord. Lord, um, forgive me, Lord, for everything that I've done, Lord. And um, a lot of other people that's listening to this to, to uh, get closer to you and connect with you on a different level, Lord, so they can see uh, what you're showing me, Lord, because I can tell them everything, Lord, but at the same time, you can show them more. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Lathan, I appreciate it. You are an amazing person and a bright light to this world, and it is a true honor Thank you. to chat with you and get to know you today, and I just can't wait to see everything that unfolds for you because I know it's going to be incredible. It already sure. is. Thank it's you. Keep dude, thank you all so much. Thank you for having me, dude. EP is crazy. It's going to drop April 23rd. Where I'm excited about it. it. Yeah, let's talk about that. Where can I everything. find it? Everything. I mean, you can find it everywhere. April 23rd, uh, my EP is called My Way, even though I got a song called My Way. We have an EP. The whole EP is called My Way because you're going to hear some hip-hop, you're going to hear some country, and you're going to hear some type gospel-type tracks on it. So it's like I'm having it my way. I'm able to have this EP my way no matter what. So that's what's so amazing about it. April well, that's 23rd, what you said, anyway. too. You're, not, you're like not even trying to be in a genre. You are just uh -uh. You're a positive uh -uh. artist that's unifying all the things that you love and bringing people together through music and changing the world through music. So it's really like, here's the songs that you love and you're doing it your way. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Way to start just like owning it just exactly as you are. Yeah, exactly. And I was just thinking like, I mean, they're going to either going to accept me or, or not. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is, but it led me here. It's so going to be, it, you're going to be accepted. I'm telling you, it's already so big. Like your power well, cannot you. be stopped because it's through God and it's already rolling. I mean, I feel like the snowball is just, just gaining momentum. It is wow. just powerful. Thank you. So Thank I, you so much for that. I will continue to pray that your journey is blessed because you are such a bright light to this world that we all need to hear and you're doing it through music and your songs are so good. Like I cannot oh, thank stop you. watching your music video with Ray Lynn. It was so, it's just, oh, yeah. it was so, it had so much swagger. And then you'll have like a dance off at the end. And Ray Lynn's so cool. And I mean, you're just oozing coolness. And like the song is great. I'm like, this is so good. It's infectious. It's just, Dude, it's that's awesome. what's up. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I just love that you're coming in with all these collaborations and taking over country music. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm excited about it. Love it. I appreciate you, Latham. And everyone needs to go check this out. You can get it everywhere that music streamed, right? Yes, on any platform, any music platform. It is out my way. Love it. Awesome. Let's do it. Hey, I appreciate you. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Bye. Bye.
When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.